Today on the Inland Journal podcast, the first in an occasional series we call Suds and Spirits or Craft for a Cause. We'll tell stories about craft brewing and distilling in the Inland Northwest. In this first program, we learn about how craft brewers around the country are donating to research to find a cure for amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. The project is called ALS for ALS. ALS for ALS was put together about seven to eight years ago by uh, Mike and Cheryl Smith of Loftus Ranches, a hot growing company and family down in been in the valley for over 120 years, I think, in Yakima Valley. Mike Shannon is the program director for the ALS Therapy Development Institute. It's based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. He lives in Washington. Mike and Cheryl Smith are the parents of the adult children who run the Bale Breaker Brewing Company in Yakima. It's located in the family's hops fields. And so eight years ago, they wanted to find a way to support research at ALS Therapy Development Institute with a program that would provide hops to brewers in exchange for some percent of proceeds from the brewing of that beer going back to support the drug development research at the ALS Therapy Development Institute. Cheryl's family was afflicted with familial ALS, so they had generations of people that had the disease. And by funding the lab, the hope was and still is to expedite treatments and therapies. Shannon says the Smiths are part of a hop growers cooperative, Hop Union, four or five families in the Yakima Valley. And they then commit to each farm donating a percentage of the hops at Hop Union. Uh, This year it's going to be 12,500 pounds of hops. I don't know what the industry down there produces each year, but I know that they have over 1,500 acres of hops and I think that all combined, they all have over eight to 10,000 acres of hops. So 12,500 is a nice amount, but it's a pittance in comparison to what they yield every year. Brewers commit to, and, and, and this is interesting because every state has different liquor laws. So you can't specifically in California say, we're giving a dollar per pint back to the organization. You have to say it in a different, we're going to support the program and we'll make a donation. The equivalent is about a dollar per pint brewed. We do have situations where brewers are in distribution, so the um, margins are much tighter. So some cases it's less than that, but that's about the approximate. And then they donate back at the level they can and they feel comfortable at. Again, it ranges from people that are brewing a one-barrel batch all the way up to a 40-barrel batch. So the donations are way different from one uh, part of the country to the other or one size of brewer to the other. Shannon says Ales for ALS started about seven years ago with 60 brewers. This year, he says there will be more than 300. It's actually quite an easy sell. Um, We rely heavily upon our relationships with key um, anchor brewers in certain parts of the country that can help us. And where we don't have a presence at all, we call upon, even Yakima Chief gave us a list of brewers that they would recommend that we contact this year. Three are in Mexico. (laughs) So we're going to try to get, like, we have, by the way, a Dutch, a German, and a Japanese brewer in the program. We have 55 brewers in California. 
part of the reason was is when I started help start the program with the Smiths, I lived in California, so I just called upon every California brewer I know. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm in Washington, this year alone in Spokane, we create we recruited ten brewers and then one in Coeur d'Alene, Daff Badger. Mike Shannon says Ales for ALS has brewers in 37 states. Washington has 26 brewers in the program. One of the 10 in Spokane is the Golden Handle Project. It's a new company owned by Jason Gerstner and Tim Stoltz, which dedicated some of the proceeds from its very first beer to Ales for ALS. My day job is a scientist, and I study neurodegenerative diseases at WSU. This is Jason Gerstner. He's an assistant research professor in the WSU College of Medicine and a fellow at the university's Steve Gleason Institute for Neuroscience. ALS is actually something that isn't just on my radar in the beer scene, but it's something I'm actively participating in in the real world where um, we're hoping to make some inroads uh, as well. Part of that, too, in, in that impetus was to reach out to Mike and say, hey, we're a Golden Handle project. We uh, Our mantra is craft for cause. And so we want to be able to promote this. And this falls right in line, right in vain with uh, our mission. Mike and I met at a party, I guess. I was telling about what we were doing with our brewery. And it was right literally when we were getting started. And Mike started calling me going, hey, we're ready to kick out the hops where it was our first beer. And with me, I come from a family where we like to give a lot. But also I had a grandfather that... It's not ALS, but Alzheimer's. So it's like anything that helps with that stuff, I'm really behind. And that's kind of what Jason and I, our mantra was. It's like if we're going to have a brewery, there's a whole lot of breweries, but we want to have a brewery that actually hopefully makes a little bit of a difference in the world. Mike, in turn, is also helping us. So, um, you, you know, this kind of gets our mission and our cause on the map. And it being no joke, it being our first beer seems quite apropos. Right. And so, um, you know, moving forward, uh, Mike can can list some of these events and things like that. But it enables us to join in those events and make active participation to grow this idea, uh, help out Ales for ALS and also get us uh, interacting with other breweries and brewers. To piggyback on what Jason was saying about the Steve Gleason Institute, at uh, WSU Spokane. Uh, I've been involved with his collaborator and cohort, Marcos Frank, for about seven years trying to help that get off the ground locally. And the ALS community, you may know, is a relatively small community in in terms of a disease state. So if there are 35,000 people with the disease in the country, it doesn't grow because 5,000 get the disease every year, 5,000 pass away. It stays relatively static. And so by working with other organizations and ALS Therapy Development Institute works with Team Gleason in a number of ways in supporting patients in the community. But in terms of the, the, the dollars that are raised via this program, it goes directly into our research program at ALS TDI. And we try to be a very responsible nonprofit in that at least 80% of every dollar that we raise goes back into the actual function of trying to treat, create treatments and therapies for ALS patients. And we've even talked to Marcos and Jason a little bit about there might be collaboration efforts. Um, there's a researcher at WSU Spokane who actually has a therapy that he thinks can be used and um, go into a clinical trial for uh, neurodegenerative disease. So those are the kinds of things I think that bridges all those gaps. Can you estimate roughly how much you've raised through ALS for ALS? To date, for our, through 2019, 
we've raised uh, from starting in 2013 2.6 million dollars and this year we think we'll raise between 800 and 900,000 more dollars. Our lab is um, 35 scientists strong. So it was created by the Haywood family back in 1997 because Jamie and Stephen Haywood, who had the disease, found that when they would go to try to talk to drug companies about this disease, it was pretty much a closed door. And so they said, well, who's doing the research? And they're like, oh, and they pointed a few directions. The majority of it, if not all of it, was academic research that was small scale. And so they said, you know what, we're going to start our own lab. And so they did, and they modeled it after translational medicine labs that I think the actions of creating such a concept have actually driven some of the other programs around the country that are at an academic level and created more in innovative ideas and thoughts like WSU Spokane. So our researchers don't have to make any application. The money we raise goes directly into our, but we also do work with other organizations and academic institutions in helping to fund some of those collaborative efforts. One of the things that we'd like to help support in Spokane is to, to generate uh, not just an awareness for uh, neurodegenerative diseases like ALS, but we also want to be a hub eventually where we can grow these programs and develop them uh, into not just research labs, but treatment facilities, care facilities, places where you can mesh and blend the needs, especially of an ALS-type disease, where you have family members that, that need help, not just the patient. Um, but, uh, you know, I can speak from the research side of things, but this is a goal of uh, the Gleason Institute for Neurosciences to have each of these types of facilities uh, uh, made available. So you've uh, you've dedicated your some of the proceeds from your first beer. Are you going to do it with future beers? Do you think that uh, that oh. you'll make? Yeah, absolutely. That that's kind of our whole model. I mean, we're always going to be involved with the ales for ALS, but we also want to do it even more and reach out to other different diseases or causes and either set up events or whatever where we can give back. Plus, on our website, we want it set up, and so if somebody has a cause they want involved, we can actually have links in there to learn more about it because there's a lot of things out there that need attention. I've, I've found that brewers are probably the most philanthropic people because every brewer that I've been involved with that runs an event or is part of the program, they are, throughout the year, probably contributing to three or four other causes. And I think that kind of ability to be egalitarian about it's not just you know for this particular disease i think that kind of enriches the whole idea of other brewers getting involved and i think that that's a great example too of the idea of spreading the research out a little bit too to piggyback again on jason just because we're in cambridge and just because all the big drug companies are possibly in cambridge and mit um it, we're not going to really solve this disease or create ultimately solutions that are widespread until we get hubs like this to be part of that whole process and have communities. I mean, Spokane is one of the largest, and the Inland Empire, one of the largest deliverers of healthcare in probably the five or six states in the region. The ALS Therapy Development Institute will hold several events around the country later this year in Tacoma, in Alameda, California, Boston, Minneapolis, and Raleigh, North Carolina. 
The Smith family will hold an event in July in Yakima. And locally, we want to host one next summer, and Craig Dietz at Big Barn has agreed to provide the venue. If you've ever been up to Green Bluff and Craig's Place, it's a beautiful place to go and drink beer and sit out there in the bucolic environment and lose yourself. Mike Shannon is the program director for the ALS Therapy Development Institute based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Jason Gerstner and Tim Stoltz are co-owners and brewers of the Golden Handle Project in Spokane. Jason and Tim will join us for future installments of Suds and Spirits, or Craft for a Cause, whichever we decide to call this podcast series. Today's program is part of SPR's Inland Journal podcast, which you can subscribe to at Apple Podcasts, NPR One, or Google Play. The music in this program is by Baghdad Scuba Review. Thanks for joining us. I'm Doug Nadvornik.